Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back. Another episode. Thank you for coming back. Um, I believe this is episode 108. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised we're still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, want to thank Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. We'll be trying out another whiskey tonight. Um, wouldn't be possible without their support. So we want to thank Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Plaza, Arnold, Maryland, 21012, near the CVS, in case you need like the uh, the anti-hangover pill. I think they sell it there. Does that actually work? Don't know. Never tried. I don't drink enough to get hungover. Yeah, I used to, but... I don't like the way it feels. No. No, and and now, like, a hangover lasts, like, four days, so... Yeah, I'm too old for that. Yeah. Too old. Uh, nothing sucks more than, like, having to go to baseball practice hungover. Yeah. yeah. Or you know what's the worst? is like, swim practice, because pools are always warm and hot, and it's early, and you're just there wanting to die. <laughs> so, my girls don't do swim team, but they used to do swim lessons in the morning. Dude, I'd be like, I was that big dude just sweating. Yeah. Like, no. Can't, like, I'd have to, like, crack the window, crack the door open, stand in, like, the doorway, mm-hmm. like, suck it in so people could walk by yeah. and get in and get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, this is too hot. Yeah. But, of course, the kids, want they want you there. They want, they, look at me, look at me. Like, okay, really, I, I'm about to pass out. Right. From this, from this humidity. Right. Like, I see you swimming. Yeah. Poorly. <laughs> right. I see you not drowning. <laughs> right. Good job. Right. Great Way job. to not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, I forgot, we were. T- how do we get to not drowning? Uh, hangovers. Hangovers. Yeah. So, cheers and spirits is over by the CVS. If you need to get your anti hangover pill slash Gatorade, Gatorade seems to work better for me. Yeah, red Gatorade and some uh, ibuprofen. That was kind of my go-to. Yep. And Five Guys. Five Guys, delicious. And then just passing it. They're sleeping for the rest of the day. It was easier in your 20s. There are no kids. Right. So then you could just, like, be a bum all day and, like, lay on the couch and watch football. No kids makes everything easier. Yeah. Um, Five Guys, by the way. Even though it's a chain, delicious burgers. Yeah, yeah. Still, to this day. At least I know it's a burger. Right. Unlike the McDonald's, which is still pink slime, apparently. Oh, really? I I, I hope they change that, but I haven't been to McDonald's. Ever since they showed that pink slime, I, can't, I couldn't go back. Do you like pink? Would you rather pink slime or like a burger made out of freaking beans and other chemicals? I mean, if I could go D, none of the above, <laughs> I'd probably go with neither. Just I don't know. Like, it was like bleach beef. Or something like that, and they formed it, and that's why it was pink because it was bleached. I don't know, man. Like, although to be honest, everyone that eats chicken, it's bleached. I hate chicken. Like before it's processed, like they have to run it through like to get the, uh, all the bacteria off. Yeah, to make sure it doesn't like kill people. They have you seen the infographics it. of the chicken size, how it's gone up? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they can't like they can't walk. From if they're like in the Tyson's or freaking whatever. chickens are yoked, bro. Yeah, like these, like they're just like all packs. Apparently, like they go, they take like a, a skid loader and just like scoop them up because they can't walk anywhere. 
Like it's it's gross. Why do they clip their beaks off so they don't hurt each other? Yes, I heard that. But still need to be able to eat. Yeah, they still eat the corn, but I, I don't know. I, I don't run though. I mean, I'm still eating chicken. Yeah, because I, I can't afford organic, free range chicken. Right. Nobody can afford that shit. But like, well, once the world collapses, well, I'll be just keeping our own chickens in our backyard. I suppose, yeah. I mean, I'd probably just die. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's, let's, I mean, look, let's be honest with, 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 with the people. I am probably, I am not a survivalist. I might talk my way into someone's survivalist camp. Use my persuasive ways, I guess. But I am probably not going to set up the survivalist camp because I wouldn't really know what the heck I'm doing. Right. Um, so I'd probably just resign myself and use my persuasive ways to get my family into someplace and just be like, because like, well, we'll take the women and children, but you got to stay out. Cool. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> just don't eat my carcass, please. And we'll be good. <laughs> no promises. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still going to die. Anyway. I'll be dead. I don't want just don't tell them you're, just don't tell my family that you're eating me. Right. So they won't freak out. God, we miss dad. Do you? Do you? <laughs> He'll always be a part of you until you poop him out in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, boy. That one. I'd be good till the ammunition ran out. Then I'd have to figure something up. Well, at some point you figure people would just kind of stake out their own areas. Yeah. I mean, we've seen enough movies to kind of figure out how this goes. Yeah. The only one that would like really weird me out is like the water world scenario. Where, like, the water just rises up so high that there's no land left. Yeah. That would creep me out. Because I don't like water. I don't like deep water. So I like water. I mean, if it's six feet deep or 6,000 feet deep, you really don't know the difference. I know I can't stand in 6,000 feet deep. I can stand in about... Well, I maybe can't stand six feet deep, I but can. you could. Yeah. At least you know the bottom is there. Right. So you're right. If it's That kind of tripped me out the last cruise I was on, because in your room they give you the... Uh, the screen that yeah. tells you, like it shows where you are. It gives you the water temperature, like speed, heading, and depth. <laughs> so, I guess when we went to out to Bermuda. When once you cross over the continental shelf, they call it the Mid Atlantic Abyss, and it's something like I mean, it's it's crazy. It's like fourteen thousand feet deep. It's crazy, and you're like, the nearest solid ground to me is like four miles beneath me. Yeah. Like it just makes you th- and you're on this huge ship, but it really makes you think how small you are. Um so well, that was pretty wild. Makes me think. Well, if this ship goes down, we're dead. I just think of the Titanic. Remember that movie Titanic? Yeah. Everyone remembers that movie. The fact that people survive that amazes me. Yeah. Like I would be Jack. I would just be like, you know, time to let go. Yeah. Like anytime there's like a serious event that happens, mm-hmm. I'm probably like I'm not going to kid myself here. I'm probably going to be one of the first ones dead. <laughs> like, let's just face some facts here. <laughs> like, don't remember, like, I got a mean windmill if I got to fight someone. Like, <laughs> but apparently, like, I've tried hitting someone in the in the jaw one time when I was younger. I, I packed no weight. There's no, like, there's no form. Like, I don't, I don't have the puncher's form yeah. to get my weight behind the punch. Right. So it's almost like I'm barely tapping someone. <laughs> on the chin. So, outside of a windmill, and maybe if I get a hold of someone, I can get in like a choke formation. But other than that, I'm pretty much a, a goner. 
So like I said, I, I, it, it'd be the same scenario. I, I'd try and find safe passage for the wife and the kids. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, deuces, I'm done. Yeah. Life life accomplished. <laughs> You've, your, your progeny has survived. Yes. <laughs> and they won't carry my name because I have two daughters. And that's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> the name, well, the name won't die with me because I've got a sibling who has three boys. So yeah. the name will live on. Right. <laughs> Just not with me. Yeah. Well, I've often said, like, you know, in the nuclear holocaust, I want the bomb to land directly on my forehead. Yes. So. Exactly. Like, if there are nukes going off, yeah, I want to be the first one hit. Yeah. I don't want to see aftermath. I don't want to see... Because the aftermath is not going to be clean. It's not going to be nice. No. It, like, just gross. Yeah. Like, me, the family, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Put some sunglasses on. Because mm-hmm. it might be bright. I don't know. I'll probably be burned to death. Yeah. If it's a five-second death, I'm good with that. I think it's probably pretty quick, you know, like. I got to imagine. If you're on, if you're on impact zone, it's well, not like Hiroshima. Like, there were shadows, like, seared into the wall. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's pretty. Leave a legacy. Yeah. Like, it's pretty uh, intense. Yeah. Imagine, like, imagine if you were, like, the, the shadow. Right. <laughs> like, do you ever see uh Ryan the Last Dragon? No. So it's a Disney movie? So it's, it's definitely a positive movie. Um, so this is like the darkness was the death, and it would come, and it would turn the person into stone. Okay. But they then pose into this one position, uh-huh. which was like the praying position, and they stayed that way for eternity. Okay. It was kind of like the, the shadow from the nuclear mm-hmm. blast. Yeah. Like, at least you're there. Right. Like, what if I'm just a shadow? I'm still there. Yeah. If anyone survives, they can come visit me. Was it Frozen when the, when everyone turned into ice? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Disney's trying to tell us something. Who knows? This has been uplifting. It has. This is super, <laughs> super positive. Positive Patty episode we got going on. <laughs> Speaking of positive, Donald Trump got indicted. Positively indicted. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, so, apparently there's, what, 21 charges? Yeah. It, a lot of them are, like, all based off the same incident. Like, they just hit, like, every time, like, a phone call was made of it or, or whatever they did, they, you know, like, every individual text message was falsifying business records. Right, yeah. So, like, every place where that was written down. But I still think it's, you know, it's funny because, like, it, when it happened, like, there's a whole bunch of different takes. Like, first of all, I've never been a big, huge Trump guy. Um, I think you probably go back through our catalog and see. But the issue I take with it is a matter of precedent. So, and that it seems just completely politically motivated. Yes. Um, just the, the nature of the charge, like, they're not federal charges. They're not... It, it was a essentially they've been called a bootstrapped misdemeanor, so a misdemeanor that's been elevated to a felony, because the misdemeanor charge that would have been more appropriate, the statute of limitations has expired. So, and if this occurred back in 2016, why are we waiting until 2023 to 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 go forward with this? Right. So, you know, it just look it look it, it's not a good look. 
And the charges probably won't stick. Yeah. The ones I think he's got to worry about more are the ones that will come from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with uh, election influencing. Yeah. Because the, it, everyone's heard the phone call where he's basically said, the the, the quote they're taking is, uh, find the votes. Yeah. When he, when he mentioned the, like Brad Raffensperger or some DA there, whatever. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, though, I do want to say anything we say, it's our opinion. Doesn't we're not representing anybody else but ourselves. All right, now that that's been taken care of. Yeah. Um I I I think that has got more weight. This I think you're right. It, if you didn't have a slam dunk case, and I don't think they do. But let's say they do. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's slam dunk for a misdemeanor. What did you do? Nothing. He's not going to serve jail time. All you've done is set a horrible precedent. Right. You set a horrible precedent, and then you martyred the guy. Right. So the weekend before the indictment, when they announced that it was coming, he raised $8 million yeah. in, like, three days. So, and the other thing I have is, like, you've taken... So everyone that is excited and happy about this indictment already hates the guy. Right. Those are your blue hairs, your, you know, all that whole lefty, the progressives. They all, they all already hated him to begin with, and now they're super happy. So you've united under the, you know, now he's a martyr in the eyes of his supporters. Like you've just really, like they've all come together, and now you're taking people that were middle of the road and saying, wait, 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 wait. This just stay like the whole thing just doesn't look good because, first of all. Anyone who wasn't born under a rock knows that all of these people do this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them get caught. Barack Obama got caught. He had to pay $347,000 in fines. Yeah. Or his campaign did. Um, so where where are the charges against him? Where are the charges for uh, why hasn't Barack Obama and George W. Bush been charged as war criminals yet? You know, what, where's that? Right. And, you know, that's that's the precedent. And here's the thing. Every, it's like censorship. Everyone's hap- loves censorship until it, your side's not in control anymore. Right. And it's just, it's a dangerous road they're traveling down because, you know, th- this has been out of Republic shit. You know, this is like what Idi Amin would do. You know, like, oh, I won the election because I arrested all my, and executed all my opponents. Right. <laughs> And there was only one person on the ballot, and that was me. Look, I won again. I, I keep winning. <laughs> the people love me. Right, right. <laughs> All I do is win, win. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It, the more and more people, they kind of see what the establishment is. And, and again, like, the establishment Republicans and Democrats are underestimating how sick and tired people are of establishment Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. They don't like him. They don't like Trump. A lot of people don't like him. I don't like Trump, but I hate the establishment more. Correct. And there's a lot... They're really underestimating how many independents there are Mm -hmm. that think just like that. Yeah. You'd rather have the adulterer, brash... 
dumbass be president. President Camacho. Yes. I, <laughs> you'd rather have President Camacho than President... Uniparty. Handpicked president. Yeah. That is going to do the same shit over and over and over again. Yep. And you just look at what happens. It's like, it's it's the same cycle. Corruption, corruption, corruption. Uh, major disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, economic downfall. Go to war. Economic upswing. Yeah. Corruption, 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 corruption. Disaster. Economic downfall. War. Yeah. It, it, every, it, if anyone looks, you can look at the upswings and downswings of the economy. It's always a seven-year downswing and a seven-year upswing. Mm-hmm. You can almost guarantee that every 14 years, you have a high, either a high or a low, mm-hmm. on the opposite seven years. Yeah. And you can track the events that have happened each time. Mm-hmm. The only one where it's a little bit different is after 2009, or 2007, 2008, when the mortgage collapse happened and the Bear Stearns and the financial collapse yeah. Because that oopsie was bigger than any oopsie they've ever had before. Mm -hmm. From 2000, it was 2007 to basically 2021, 2022, we had almost a steady incline of growth. Yeah. You didn't, you had that one blip at the seven year mark, but it wasn't a dip. It was basically a stagnation. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was only a stagnation because we had so we had dropped so much after two thousand seven and eight that there was room to keep going. Yeah. Well, twenty twenty one was fourteen years from that, and now we're going down. Yeah. So that's the one blip in the whole entire economic economic radar that we've been tracking this stuff. That it hasn't been seven years down, seven years up. Seven years down, seven years up. Mm-hmm. It's been like clockwork yeah. until that one time. And it's 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 interesting because, so I listen to the Bible in a Year podcast. <laughs> it's on my, my list. So if you listen to every, if you listen to it every day in a year, you will listen to the entire Bible. But in the Old Testament, they talk about a, a cycle of seven years. Like this is old, old stuff. This is nothing new. Um, seven seven's what the Fibonacci number or whatever. Yeah, then it was uh, school number. Yeah, in the Old Testament, I believe it was in Leviticus. They talked about it's uh, there's a a year of jubilation every seven years, and then there was a um, and then once every seven years, like you had a chance to clear your debts. And if you're in slavery, to be freed, and it's a, there's a whole bunch of it is all in the seven year cycle, so it's been going on for a long, long time, you know. And if it was written in the in the Old Testament, chances are it's going on for eons prior to that. Yep. <clears throat> By the way, I'm, I'm surprised Mike was able to keep going through that because I was choking down some whiskey. Yeah, I saw. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that was <sighs> that hit hard. What was that? 
So that was the old Forester 100. Okay. So yeah. last episode, you guys heard me talk about uh, a uh, YouTube channel that did a, uh, a 16 whiskey challenge under $25. And uh, so Wild Turkey 101 was the one we tried last time. We liked it. This is uh, the one that came in second was Old Forester 100. Now I'm an Old Forester fan. I love Old Forester 86. That's yeah. one of my that's one of my top ones. This is Old Forester 100, so this is about 15 proof difference. And I don't know, maybe maybe I just wasn't expecting that. That hit the mouth a little hard, that where I was choked. Now I'm like, do I want to pour myself something after watching your face? <laughs> it, it's I mean, it's definitely the darkest. Because I haven't seen you pour that glass. So yeah, I I did it before the show. Okay. So I I've had it sitting in this ice for a little bit. Oh, so you had a chance to mellow out a little bit. Yeah, too. it did. Um that that was I'm going to I want to wait to my second try. I always say look, never go based on the first try. Um that 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 hit a little bit harder than hmm. most. So, I'm surprised. I mean, well, I'm going to have to. Yeah, you got you got to try a little bit. So, um but I'm definitely not doing it neat. <laughs> no, I definitely, I, I would not. No, that, that that's definitely a try with ice first. Um, interesting. It, it did not burn going down, though. I think I just got taken by surprise because I wasn't expecting, I was expecting uh, a lot less bite. But I'm, I'm going to wait for the second try to give it a go. Okay. Um, trying to salvage what's left of the ice here, so. <laughs> um. Might just have to water it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't rinse out the old one either. Okay. So I might be getting a little bit of that in there too, but I doubt it. I I, I try to drink all the drops out. Yeah, no, I drank mine pretty much down. I mean, there, some of that ice melted, but I'm not really too concerned about some residual. Because I got all the liquid out of it, so. Yeah. Um, um, so go, I mean, so let's, let's go back to Trump for a minute. I really, really hope this goes away quietly because I really don't want him to be president again. <laughs> no. Here, but I got to preface that by saying it's it's not because of the man that he is. I could care less. I, underneath, I think they're all, they're all doing things that a lot of us would be shocked about. I'm pretty sure. So I think... I think in order to, to want to get into politics or get to certain points in business or whatever, I think there's you definitely have to be a bit of a narcissist. And I also think that you have to – there's probably a lot of rules that they bend. Um, you know, like you, you – the if you look at a, a road race with, with cars running, like – the car that wins, it's the driver that's willing to push the car, himself and his machine to the to the limit, right? I mean, just on the edge of out of control, but still in control. And I think that's kind of politics. Like you're, you, in order to be successful, you have to be willing to push yourself deep into that gray area before, you know, in order to get advanced in government. And right. I'm sure they screw a lot of people over. Um, and people remember this stuff, but I also think that a lot of them, because of the power, like, I'm sure they were all fucking porn stars and fucking whoever they could 
Right. You know, um, some like I, I don't really see Bernie Sanders lighting pipe to the interns, but you know, I'm pretty like you see the smooth slick. I mean, look at John Edwards. Everyone thought John Edwards was awesome. Yeah, and it turns out he's bagging some reporter while his wife has cancer. Like just a complete shitbird. Yeah, you know. So I think probably they're all doing it. It's just Trump was just open about like. I mean, was anyone surprised that? My whole thing with Donald Trump, he's like, oh, I'm so against abortion. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way that that dude didn't pay for a couple of abortions in the 80s. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Like, he had to have paid for quite a few of them. So that hypocrisy, but they're all doing it. Yeah. You know, I I don't, they're like, oh, he's infinite. Like when Bill Clinton got jammed up with the Monica Lewinsky thing, like, I didn't really care. Like, great, I was much younger. But even looking back, I, I don't really care. I didn't care. Um, the president of France, uh, I'm not sure about the current one, but, you know, like, I think it was uh, Francois Mitterrand, when he passed away, both his wife and mistress attended his funeral. Right. Like, they knew he had a, he openly had a side piece. Right. That's the one they knew about, you know? They didn't give, do your job. I don't care what you do on your, on your own time. Yeah. So... But here we have this thing where we have to have the morally upright president. I don't want a friend. I have. They're not your friend. And that's the whole thing. Like I think he cares about me. He doesn't. I can guarantee you, he does not give two shits about you. Right. It, so they say we we vote for the people who we think we could have a beer with. And they well, Donald Trump doesn't drink, so you can't have a beer with him. No, it's not like that. That's not. What, that's not what that means. Well, I voted for Barack Obama twice, and I did as well. I mean, I'd drink a beer, with, but that's not why I voted for him. Well, so when he he, he ran against who did he, who did he, who did he run? Mitt Romney and he McCain. ran against John McCain first, right? And and look, G, George W. Bush and like everything was in such bad shape when Obama ran in '08. The Democrats could have literally run a freaking wet paper bag. I mean, and it was just John McCain's turn to run. You know, he got kind of screwed over by W and Karl Rove in... Sarah Palin. Yeah. Um, He he couldn't have picked the worst running mate. Yeah. And uh, I can see Russia from my house. Like, (laughs) but, you know... Talk about caricature. Yeah. But uh, I I don't... But I, I, I never really thought, like... Oh, I think, you know, Barack Obama and I would drink a beer. No, I, I think there's a reason why it generally goes eight years of one party, then eight years of the next. Mm-hmm. It's because after eight years, nobody can stand the people that are there. Yeah, and we just we're just voting for the other side just to change the people that are there. Yeah, like we don't want you and the people you came in with, so we're gonna vote for them. Yeah, and hopefully they don't screw it up. And then you had well, you had um. Eight years of Reagan, then you had four more years of, of Bush one. But that was just kind of continuation of Reagan. Yeah, well, so that was a weird pairing because Reagan was not a political figure. Yeah. He was an actor. Um, was he governor of California? Yes. Okay. So he had some politics under his belt. Yeah. Bush, on the other hand, was majorly into... The underbelly of politics. Oh, he was the deep state. Yes, he. I mean, he was in charge of the of the of the CIA or NSA. Yeah, he was straight Ed, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, uh, and continued those policies. Mm-hmm. 
And then from CIA, I think he he uh, he he was always within the government. He was permanent Washington. Yeah, and that's something that that Jimmy Dore talks about: permanent Washington. Yeah, and you know that's the you know a lot of people talk about like you know so like once once the so right before the the Trump indictment, we had that that school shooting in Nashville, and then all of a sudden. Boom, Trump indictment. Nobody talks about the Nashville incident anymore. Right. Um, like, oh, they're planning it. and I don't really think they're planning I think all these people just think exactly the same because they're essentially the same people. Everyone in politics. The the permanent Washington, the media elites, they're, they're all of... I mean, when you think about it, they, kind of, they all grow up in the same... They go to the same schools. They run in the same social circles. All of them go to... What is that? Harvard School of Public Policy or whatever, they all go there. They all do these fellowships. They all work for the same think tanks. Then they come out and they just move up. They're all living. They go to the same bars. Uh, when they're young, they fuck the same girls. The girls fuck the same. I mean, it's it's this. So there's really no difference between any of them. Um, and it's and maybe not so much with the elected people, but like the actual like upper-level bureaucrat types. Yeah. I, I, I think... To a certain level, some of those politicians, the elected ones, are in that group. Yeah. Um, I think what happened was the Reagan to Bush handover, I don't think the Republicans had, had anyone to run. Yeah. And so Bush was just basically, well, I was the vice president, I'll run. And mm-hmm. he won. And then... Four years later, he ran into the bus saw that was Bill Clinton. Yeah, and that was everyone's beer president. Yeah. Um. And I also think part of it was I don't think George Bush Senior really wanted to be president. Mm-hmm. I think if he wanted to be president, he would have won re-election. Yeah. I think he has that much power. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so he got his son elected. Yeah. I don't think that was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also, I, I think Reagan was kind of an outlier like Trump was, mm-hmm. but he also could have, he could have also ingratiated himself with that deep state and that's how he maybe won. Yeah. But he also brought about the Christian coalition. Yeah. Well, and well, nobody really saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, Reagan spent eight boatload of money you know all that and that's how he won the cold war was just by bankrupting the russians couldn't keep up with it right um but who who does that make hot all the defense contract all those those donors defense contractors all those people that just they, they're the ones that are making all the money off this stuff well and bush was part of that yeah because uh, the bushes were friends with dick cheney mm-hmm. dick cheney was the president of halliburton yeah who I mean, you go back far enough through all the acquisitions with KKR, uh, Brown, and I think Brown was a, I can't remember what Brown and something was, but they're all defense contractors. Mm-hmm. They all make money off of war. Yeah. And not necessarily off of weapons. Mm-hmm. KKR basically sets up the foreign bases. They do the meals. They do so. They basically set up the base exchange. They set up the the mess halls. They set up right. the housing. And they get paid for all this. Mm-hmm. They get paid to have the janitors over there, the the, the line cooks, the meal prep, the, 
They're getting paid for all of that. Yeah. It's not necessarily just missiles like Raytheon and Northrop Grumman. Yeah. There are other ways to make money out of war. Oh, yeah. And that's what those guys did. And war was profitable. Mm-hmm. Still is. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, the difference now is is the media. Before they could control the media, because at one point there were only four stations. Yeah. Then there At the became, newspapers. Right. And then there became more. Like CNN came about, CNBC, mm-hmm. MSNBC. Well, MSNBC was literally a joint venture between Microsoft and NBC. Yeah. That's why MS, Microsoft, yep. NBC. Yeah. And it was just NBC. Um, it made no sense for that pairing to happen. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that Microsoft printed money. Yeah. And they needed a, another propaganda wing. Well, now we need a propaganda wing on the other side. Fox News. Mm-hmm. So cable news now ended up being the propaganda wings. Yeah. But ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, the regular news stations, were also part of that. And it continues today, like you said. National shooting. Well, the person who did the shooting didn't fit our narrative. Right. So we now now we now need the other story to get people away from that. Trump mm-hmm. is indicted. Oh, here we go. So everyone's going to look at the little birdie that Trump is because Trump runs news cycles. Yeah. Even three, four years out of office, three years out of office, that dude runs news cycles. Oh, yeah. He's profitable. Yeah. As long as you keep him in the news, you get eyeballs on your station. Yeah. And here's the thing. If they wanted Trump to go away, just stop covering him. He would go away in an instant. Yeah. You, you don't cover the rallies. You don't cover anything he says. Right. He's not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's not on any social media other than his own, which nobody else is on. Yeah. Like, the only times you hear from him on Truth Social is when someone else takes a screenshot and posts it on Twitter. Yeah. That's... He... By himself, he's ineffective. They make him what he is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if, you, if everyone stopped covering him, he goes away. Yeah. And people got to remember, part of the reason why he won the nominee nomination back in, was it 2016? Mm-hmm. Was because that's who the Democratic Party pushed. They were trying to pick the opponent they thought they could beat. Yeah. And Trump was it. Like, oh, Hillary will kill him in mm-hmm. a landslide. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, people were like, people equated Hillary to the deep state. Yeah. And they still do. And I actually think what happened was, I think I think the Bushes and the Clintons got a little too cozy. And people were like, wait a minute. They, everyone, they're all... Going to functions and doing the stuff, yeah. and they they look really chummy. Yep. Hey, wait a minute, it, and people are kind of like, "Well, something doesn't seem right here." Yeah. And so, Trump comes along. It, it, you literally, it would have been Clinton, Bush, Clinton. Yeah. Until Barack, Barack Obama, Obama came, ruined that party. Yeah. So then it was Reagan who had a Bush there, Bush, mm-hmm. an actual Bush. Clinton, another Bush. Yep. And you were going to have another Clinton? It yeah. literally Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Everyone's like, no, 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 hell no. Yeah. 
And then it's like, well, wait a minute. This guy's really charismatic. Let's put him in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he made a deal. Well, there was a deal. Because the, the, the thing is, if a primary goes too long, especially when there's no, like after a president has served two terms, so both sides have to primary. Yep. If a primary goes too long and you have the candidates just beating the crap out of each other, eventually they're all going to show each other's dirty laundry. So at some point, the 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 higher-ups of the party have to step and be like, okay, we got to pick somebody because this is, you know, this isn't, um, we're going to lose because we're just airing all our dirty laundry out there. So I think the deal was that he would be the president, or he would he'd be the nominee. Hillary would support him, would put would get all her people to support him, and then she would be given a position in the cabinet, which Secretary of State is like there isn't one much bigger than that. Right. So then, when it, when he was done, it would be her turn to run, which is exactly what happened. Um, except it was kind of revealed that she was pretty much like one of the most unlikable people <laughs> there is. So then enter Trump, who then they push, and I guess people just didn't like Hillary that, like, hated her that much. They didn't run a very good campaign in 16 either, because they just assumed they had it in the bag. So, but they say the two most people, they're the... The person who was most surprised they, the, of that of that night was was Donald Trump. The second one was or was Hillary Clinton was most surprised. The second one was Donald Trump, right? Because I don't think he had any th- thought that he was going to win. There, nobody thought he was going to win. Yeah, they, I, I remember normally on election night, like I'll stay up to see who's going to win. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife does too, but she went to bed. She's like, "This is in the bag." Yeah. And I stayed up, and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm not right. I remember my wife and I stayed up, and we were drinking wine, and the wine I was was drinking was called Dark Horse. <laughs> and after that, I was like, hmm, that's apropos, isn't it? <laughs> I, I remember looking at it and be like, this isn't moving the right way. Yeah. He like, and they started picking more states. I'm like, he's got a shot. And like, and then she started losing more. Mm-hmm. I was like, she she's got to win. I forgot what state it was. Like, she, if she don't win that, she's done. And I just remember thinking it was weird. And then, you know, I, of course, we talk with other people. And they all, pretty much everyone said the same thing. It was almost like you had the never Trump people. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of independents were like, I would never vote for Hillary. Yeah. Because it's going to be eight more years of the same. Mm-hmm. Eight more years of what her husband did. Yeah. Eight more years of Bush. Eight more years of Barack Obama. Yeah. Which is wars, wars, wars. Yeah. People were just sick of war at that point. And, you know, Barack Obama, like, they ran out of bombs to drop on Syria. <laughs> like, they, they ran out of bombs. They had no more bombs to drop. So, like, after they went through the old Vietnam inventory, because they, they just... They could just attach those uh, those JDAM tail caps to a dumb iron bomb, and it'll they can be got like they ran out of bombs to drop. Yeah, yeah. I, so, so I, but I mean, fast forward to now. 
I do think Donald Trump has kind of worn out his welcome. I think people are just tired of hearing from him. Everyone said that. Everyone keeps saying the same thing. If he just shut up, I'd vote for him again. Mm-hmm. Now I hear like I hear some women say, "No, he's such a misogynist." He's, he he said, "Grab him by the pee." Yeah. Like okay, you don't think some of these other politicians have said far worse? Uh, the, just not on is, camera. Yeah, they're probably all doing it. Right. That's the thing. Like, like right. Like Clinton had an intern in the White House. Do you think that intern was the only one that he was banging? Absolutely. Not. Uh, you you know like like that's the whole thing. Like oh well, you know. George W. didn't do that. I don't. Maybe he did. like. I'm sure at some point when he was blowing coke in Texas, he was banging all kinds of whores. Right. You know. So, like, stop pretending that these people are your friends and your neighbors. They're not. Or worse, I mean, look. Let's say he didn't do any of it. Yeah. <clears throat> He's done other stuff to screw over some other people. Yeah. I'm sorry. Literally or figuratively. <clears throat> True. In business and or not. Yeah. Something happened, and they weren't kind. That's not the reason why I'm going to vote for that person. Yeah. I'm voting for someone. And the one thing Trump has still is the whole America first issue. Mm-hmm. Now, DeSantis has grabbed onto it and is running with that. Yeah. But Trump proved it. In his four years, he actually put Americans first. Mm-hmm. You've got to hope that DeSantis, who happens to run in those same circles... From Yale and wherever else he went, Harvard Law. Yeah. I think he went undergrad at Yale, Harvard Law School, or was he? I don't know, or Princeton Law School. I forgot which one. And he was in the Navy for as a JAG lawyer. Sure, but he he runs in that same circle. Now he says the right right things. He's doing the right things for conservatives in Florida. But is he another George Bush? Yeah. Just another R for the deep state next to his name? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But you know Trump isn't. Because they wouldn't go after him this hard if he was playing ball. Yeah. Like, they really don't like that guy. Yeah. And most times it doesn't matter what a president does. They let you ride off into the sunset. It's like the president's code. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like you're hated. Yeah. Like, everyone hated George W. Bush. And then all of a sudden, now everyone likes George W. Bush again. There's a great skit with, uh, I think Will Farrell was, back when SNL was kind of still funny, um, and Trump was president, Will Farrell was the host, and he reprised his role as George W. Bush. He's like, let's not forget, guys, I was bad. Really bad. <laughs> but uh, everyone loves him again. Yeah. You know, they're all friends and hanging out. Like, Well, now he's the lovable idiot. Yeah. That's that's what he is. And like, oh, it's so cute. Like, him and Michelle Obama have such a good relationship. And, okay, is that cool? It's, it's like when you watch the All-Star game. Like, say, the NHL skills competition. And... Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are like fist bumping and hanging out and like, oh, it's cool. These guys are like normal guys. Like, you know, they're they're friends off the ice. Like everyone wants to think that. But I think that's the kind of the, how people are applying it to politics. Like, oh look, they're all friends. Which is the thing is they are, because they all have the same interests. Right. And and, and the interest is screwing every American. Yeah. 
out of their money. Right. Like they don't want the deep state doesn't want you to have money because they want it. Yeah. They want your money. And essentially when you pay taxes, and I'm I'm not an anti-tax person. I think there's a place for it. But major road construction, military investment, pharmaceuticals, it all runs through the government. Yeah. From you, the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you just look at advertising. I look at like I, I watch YouTube and advertisements pop up. There, Pfizer is literally every other commercial is a Pfizer commercial. Yeah. About vaccines mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. And they're literally saying. A fi- you know, here's Dulera, a Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Or here's R- Ramadaba Ding Dang. Yeah. A Pfizer vaccine. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yes. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, I don't, why do I care who makes it? Yeah. Oh, because they, Pfizer thinks there's a ton of goodwill out in the public from half the population who thinks they're saints for that COVID vaccine. Yeah. So now they want to say a Pfizer vaccine. Because half the country thinks it's amazing now just because it's from Pfizer and the other half of the country won't touch it because it's from Pfizer. Right. And it's funny because the half that likes Pfizer now was the half that hated Pfizer 10 years ago. Yes. It's just everything's turned on its head. You know, it's 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 funny to listen to – so I listen to Jimmy Dore every Friday. That's like my thing. Every Friday Jimmy Dore comes on. Um, that and my Bible in your podcast. But – so, um, Jimmy Dore would say, you know, they would have done the same exact thing to Bernie Sanders had he won. And because 2016 Bernie Sanders was the outsider. And they were trying to get rid of, um, it was Hillary was the was the chosen one. But this pesky Bernie Sanders wouldn't go away. And that's what, what drove, uh, you know, what hurt, Tulsi Gabbard, where she was like, no, Sanders should be it. She was she wouldn't play ball with them for Hillary. And they yeah. kicked her out of the DNC. And, and Hillary called her a Russian asset. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it was really funny listening to... So Matt Taibbi went to Congress. He was asked to go to the... I forget what committee it was. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was the head of the DNC during that primary with Hillary and Bernie. Mm-hmm. And she essentially cheated for Hillary. Yeah. By and she essentially she didn't give all the documentation to Bernie Sanders' team that she gave to Hillary's team. She didn't give them equal access. And she was trying to berate Matt Taibbi about uh, journalistic ethics. <laughs> and, and she got roasted on Twitter because wait, aren't you the same lady? Who rigged a primary in favor of your boss? Yeah, which was Hillary at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're talking, you're grilling this guy about journalistic ethics, right? Okay, yeah, yeah you have no business. You sh- you shouldn't utter the word ethics. Yeah, you should have just set this one out. Yeah, <laughs> like this was not your best moment. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, uh, she was probably in back first. She's like, oh, no one remembers that. Yeah, yeah everyone remembers that, Debbie. <laughs> Everybody remembers what you did. We were all here. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in. The weird, the weirdest thing about all of that was, where did Bernie go? 
He is not the old Bernie Sanders. No, he came back and ran in 20 in the primaries, but essentially is just an establishment guy. He, he was a watered-down version of himself. Yeah. Man. It was just like, what happened? Yeah. Like, you were Medicare, you, you were Medicare, Medicaid for all. You were all about Medicare being negotiate drug prices, mm-hmm. which they finally just did. Yeah. Under Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like, that was your whole platform. Mm-hmm. And you got it done under a Republican president that nobody likes. Yeah. Like, and you're still shilling for the DNC. And not only did they screw you over, but they wouldn't even let you... They, they wouldn't even let you in exchange for getting screwed over mm-hmm. to pass the one thing that you just harp on. Yeah. Medicare for all and allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices. Like, you didn't get any of that. You got nothing. And your brand got tarnished. Yep. To this day. Like, you you want to know who outshines him now? AOC. Yeah. But, even, but see, here's the thing. Even AOC is establishment. So... When she was elected, I forget, was that 2016? I think, I think so. Yeah. When she came in, her politics and I, I mean, she's a socialist. Like, she came out and ran as a socialist. So, I disagree with her on almost all of her policy uh, stances. However, I was like, okay, she's not, she unseated, like, the guy that had been there for, like, 35 years. Like, that guy's gone, and now she's, I said, like, okay. And the rest of them from the, they call it the squad with Ayanna Presley and Ilhan Omar and all this. Okay, the, maybe these people will be a little bit different. No. They're right in voting for war in Ukraine. Sending, or not war, but sending money to Ukraine. You're, you're doing the same exact thing that all these scumbags that you unseated do. You're no different. Complete disappointments. So. It boggles my mind. Like, they're supposed to be... Like, do they bring him in like, okay, new kid, this is how it works. Right. Like, like, you know, waterboard them until they come along with it? Or is it just like, hey, you know all that stuff you said about... Yes, yeah, that, that... Congratulations, you're in. You want to stay in? This is what you're going to do. Well, it's almost like... It's like they say, look, you can say whatever you want out there. But when it comes time, when it comes time to vote, this is how you're going to vote. Yeah. You're going to say you're anti-war all day long. Till you're blue in the face. But when we go to vote for this war, y- you know where you're going to vote. Yeah. Or we're going to choke you out. Yeah. Financially. We're the same thing we did in Tulsi Gabbard. Like, one of the reasons why Nancy Pelosi was so successful is because her San Francisco donors are so wealthy and they donate across the country. Mm-hmm. And without Nancy's approval, they didn't get any money. Oh, yeah. So she probably went over to ASC like, look, you can talk all you want, but if you're not voting the way I want you to vote, you're not going to keep that seat. Yeah. And you like all this stuff, don't you? You like the nice office. Mm-hmm. You like the car. You like the car service. Yeah. You like having a platform. You like being on Twitter. Yeah. You like having four or five million followers. You want to keep it? And the committee assignments and then all the cheddar that comes with that. Yeah. And I think also some would think, well, okay, if I... If I, if I deal with the devil on these things, and maybe I'm being too, I give him too much credit, 
But maybe it's like, okay, if I deal with the devil on these things, I can still do some of the things that I want to do. Um, or if I'm gone, I can't do anything. Right. You know, but if I play ball with him a little bit, I can at least do some of it. But the weird thing is Bernie didn't get shit. Mm. Ever. Like, think about it. That dude's been playing ball since the 70s. I think he got to Congress in the 80s, though. Mm-hmm. But he, he was in Vermont politics before. He was the mayor of Burlington in the yeah. 70s, I think. So let's say that guy, I, I'm not going to look it up. But let's say that guy's been in Congress since the 80s. You're telling me you've been there 20, 30, almost 40 years. And they didn't give you one policy. Yeah. Until Trump gave you Medicare drug prices. Right. The guy you hate. The guy you hate. <laughs> like you go on camera, you bash that dude at every single opportunity you get. Yeah. He did the one thing you've been trying to do for 40 years. Like, no one's going to convince me that guy's not bought and paid for. Yeah. I mean, I just don't get it. Like, I, and I guess in this day and age, look, they're still trying to play the old game. Well, we can we can tell the media what to write. Well, you can't anymore. Mm-hmm. There's too many outlets. Yeah. And they reach enough people. Like, the people that watch ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox for the 5 o'clock news are dying out. Oh, yeah. The ones who watch CNN are dying out. Well, the, the leading news show right now is Tucker Carlson. Right. And, and I, I could almost guarantee you if you checked, like, web shows or podcasts, mm-hmm. majority of them are going to be conservative-leaning. Oh, yeah. So, what does that leave liberal organizations with Vox mm-hmm. HuffPo yeah New York Times Washington Post MSNBC groups that have all pretty much uh, sacrificed their credibility well and, and that's and that's the other part of it the 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 veil of impartialness and truth is gone yeah for half of the readers yeah you still got some but you're losing your grip on it. Mm-hmm. And you lost Twitter. Now, Twitter only reaches a couple million people. Yep. Out of a country with 315 million. So it doesn't sound like a lot. But again, you're you're getting bites taken out. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Two million here, four million here, three million there, four million here, two million. They're getting their news from somewhere. Yeah. And it's not you. But meanwhile, you still have your stronghold. And you've convinced them of these truths that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And they go out in the real world and they try and have a debate with somebody. And they say something. And that person that they're debating with says, that's not true. Yeah. And they know how to debate. They, they'll do their circular references that make no sense to the other mm-hmm. person. They'll circle, circle, circle. Well, what about Don? And it, well, what about Donald Trump? Yeah. Well, what does that got to do with what we were talking about? Mm-hmm. That you were lied to for two, three years. It's, we've talked about this before. Certain people are living two years in the past and are just now realizing things that people two years ago knew. Mm-hmm. Like that's what. Like it's almost like you're living on different timelines. Yeah. People were hearing 
true information two years ago, three years ago. People are now, two, three years later, just hearing this information. And it's like, remember two years ago when we talked about this? Well, yeah, but I didn't know about this information wasn't out there. Yes, it was. You just didn't want to look. Right. Or the side, the news that you listened to said that it was misinformation or disinformation. Yeah. And then, like, the whole lab leak theory. Yeah. Like, that That was two years ago. That was getting kicked off. Of, if you mentioned it, it was kicked off of all social media. I think you were called a racist. Yeah. And if you talk to anyone who works in in a lab environment – would be like yeah, that's how it got out. Like if it's going to get out, that's how it's going to happen. Well, then you also had gain of function research. Yeah, we don't do that. The U.S. doesn't do that. Oh wait, emails came out. Yeah, direct from the source. The U.S. does do that. But there's still people who think Anthony Fauci is a saint. Yes. And, but I mean, th- those were those people are co- also driving 55 miles per hour in the left hand lane with their mask on <laughs> by themselves. Correct. <laughs> And, and, and the, those those are like two of just minor things. Like imagine all the other things that they're still living two three years in the past on yeah. that they just haven't gotten information that what they originally were fed two three years ago wasn't right. Yeah, it's like oh, you're just now coming into the current day. Mm-hmm. But they still want to hang on to what they thought was. True. Because no one wants to admit they got duped. Yeah. Nobody. Because they're educated. I mean, yeah. We're talking about educated people. The laptop class. But they went to but they went to school. They have a desk job. They 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 work in a nice environment. Right. They, your your hands aren't their hands aren't getting dirty with grease and Right. I I can understand why the grease grease monkey was fooled. Yeah. He was fooled by Trump, right? He he got the wrong information. Not me. I'm educated. Yeah. I work in this nice building. I'm middle management. I make one hundred twenty-five thousand a year. There's no way I, I was told the lie, and believed it for three years. Mm-hmm. No, I, but I think, and I think with that, you also have like not only were they now they're committed, they're married to it, but then they treated other people like crap who didn't prescribe. So now it's like crap. I not only was I wrong, I was a I'm a wrong, but I'm a wrong asshole. Like I was really mean to people. That's where that whole COVID, what was it? COVID forgiveness. Oh, yeah. th- the articles you were like, give people space. They were scared. Like pretty much just giving them an excuse to, for sh- the mask shaming and the vac shaming and all this other crap that they did. Like, no, screw you. You're an asshole. Well, it was even like we mentioned, like when Bill Maher was like, no, no, we shouldn't be shutting these people out. We should be welcoming them back in. Yeah. No, no, no. You're the one that needs to be welcomed back in. Yeah. You were the wrong ones. Yeah. You got the bad information. You believed the bad information mm-hmm. and you yelled at us with your bad information. Yeah. Why are you welcoming us back in? Because Orange Man bad? Mm-hmm. Because we believed the real information? No, I, no, I'm not coming back over to you. You can come back over this way. Yeah. And I don't need you to admit you were wrong. I don't need any of that. I don't even need an apology. Mm-hmm. 
but you're also not going to come over come over here with that nonsense you believed before and try and tell me that it's true still. Yeah. You got to let that go. You know, it, no, they they want us to go over there and apo- apologize. Yeah. Apologize for what? For for not falling for the bullshit? Right. You know, and look, don't get me wrong. That that machine is strong. They 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 were hammering. They they knew what how to do a psyop. Yeah. Because they they did not miss that. I mean, I'm I'm literally someone who got two doses of the of the original vaccine and a booster. Yep. And in my mind, I still think it was the right decision. Yeah. Even though I have no idea if it was or it wasn't. That's how strong that shit is. Mm-hmm. So, no, but you're I mean, this, and going back to the Trump issue. These these establishment Democrats and Republicans don't realize that people are getting information from somewhere else, and they don't care about Trump. Yeah, they just care that he's not them. Mm-hmm. Still, to this, yeah. day, the fact that people still believe that wait eight. Eight years after he was first elected, or seven years after he was first elected, mm-hmm. that means whatever they did didn't work. Because and, you you were tr- you were supposed to build back the trust of the people that voted for him because they weren't you, yeah, so that they would vote for you again. And you just kept trying to shove shit down people's throat. Yep, like. You were literally trying to tell people the sky is red when it was blue, and people could look up and see that it's blue. Yeah, and they no, no, it's red. And then the the whole indictment on Trump kind of just reinforces that. Like, oh, hey, look, it's the establishment doing it again. Yeah, it, you know, it just reinforces that. You know, you still haven't learned anything. That's 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 the scary part of it. That's the because that's the truth. You're right. I mean, they're gonna make a martyr out of this guy. And maybe they want to. I think they want him to run again mm-hmm. because I think that they don't think he'll win. Yeah. Like, well, we we won when we stood Joe up in a corner, and he won. He didn't have to campaign at all. Yeah. He said the most outlandish crap during his campaign. Mm-hmm. He still does, and he still and he still does. And, you know, it's, and, and it's, Joe and, and his wife, it, you know, Doctor Joe Biden. I'm sure she meant well. They're now calling her racist. For what now? So LSU, everyone, LSU won the women's. Oh, when they invited Iowa or whatever, and she, and she just said casually, "Oh, we should have Iowa to the White House too." Well, Iowa's team just happens to be made up of predominantly white females, mm. and the LSU team has to be happens to be predominantly black females. Yeah, and never in history has the white house offered to bring in the, the, second, losing, the team. losing team yeah. for the championship game so now they're calling her racist and it's <laughs> like well if she's racist and trump's racist is there no racist <laughs> there's going to be no racist candidate yeah you know it, it's just like it's almost like they're going to eat their own well yeah or they just can't get out of their own way. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what the terminology for this yeah. is. It can't just be like can't someone say, "Oh well, it's highly possible that that Joe Biden's just an old lady who doesn't really pay attention to sports." And yeah, her husband was vice president, but it's quite possible that she just didn't know. Like, 
Oh, oh, that would be nice because they played such a good. Now, like, you know, when you're when your team loses, you know, and your dad's like, "You suck," and your mom's like, "But you played hard." Like, you still you still haven't lost. <laughs> so maybe that's like she's just like the nice mom that's like, "Well, they played hard. Let's have them come too." I guarantee you that's the case. Yeah, she probably doesn't know anything about basketball. Yeah. She probably doesn't know who gets invited. She probably doesn't care. It, it, it's not. A, it's not like a disparaging remark on her. Yeah. She was probably somewhere. They asked her a question about the game. She knew the two teams playing in it, and she's like, "Oh, we should have them all over to the White House." Yeah. Well, it's funny. There's <laughs> there was the whole controversy of that game with, um, I forget the girl from LSU. No, when she did that, I can't. You can't see me, and then she pointed and then to the her queen ring. of the ring, and everyone's like. And then everyone's flipping out about how she acted, and then they they said that people were racist because they pointed her out. But then, like, first of all, it's sports. Everyone on the, everyone on the, regardless of the court, the microphones don't pick it up. But they're all chirping at each other. Yeah, they're all talking shit to each other the entire game. And then, the game before the final four game, Iowa, there's a girl that had, uh, that. The, the chick who was point like I can't see you like with the point of the yeah. Caitlin something from Iowa was supposed to be guarding this one girl for the three point and she just like pff, like waved at her like she's not gonna make it anyway like yeah go go over there yeah but no one calls her. I'm like can we just everyone's just talking shit you well, know the girl so the girl the Iowa girl did the you can't see me yeah to whoever they played in the semis yeah. So that's what the girl was there. I mean, she was like, oh, you did it? Well, I did it. Now I'm doing it back yeah. to you. And, she, and I'm the champion, by the way. Yeah. Who cares? Right. So, <laughs> they were talking shit. And of course, the, oh, she's just a pretty white girl. She would never talk trash like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> but and then like, but then everyone's like, oh, it's racist because now they're getting on the black girl for doing it. No, nah, they're doing it because it's something to talk about. Yeah. Like, that's what they can talk about. And to be honest with you, just be happy they're talking about women's basketball. Yeah, because nobody really cares. Generally, I mean, to be honest, there's something to do. But yeah, anything. There, there's the there's the old saying: there's no such thing as bad press. The women's game got a lot of coverage because the girl did the "you can't see me," and then another girl in the next game did the "you can't see me" and pointed to a ring finger. Yeah. Guess what? Next year when LSU plays Iowa, yeah, that's going to be a really big watch game. Yeah. The f- to be honest with you. It's funny because they're not even in the same. One's SEC, one's Big Ten. But here's the thing. The women's national championship game had higher ratings than, I believe, an NBA playoff game. Yeah. It, I mean, that women's champ, that, that women's bracket. Or uh, any Stanley Cup game. Yeah. Now, I don't – so, in looking at that, because I read that article too, and it is impressive, and I'm glad that they did, they did you know, that it drew that much. No one's um, talking about that, by the way. But, yeah, but the thing is, I think it's a one-off game. I don't really think it's fair to compare that to a, you know, seven-game series. No, no. The best of seven series. Like, you know, if you miss game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, okay. Like, you miss game, like, miss game seven. Yeah. So, you know, I think it would be more fair to compare that to game sevens. Well, so I think it it drew more – for both semifinal games. Yeah. And then the championship also did. Yeah. So it was it was the string of those three games. My point is this is like look, in the past the women's tournament 
didn't get a ton of views. Mm-mm. I don't care. I think they were using it as a reference point, saying, "Look, these four, these three games got more viewers than a first round NBA playoff game." Yeah, there's also sure. some like Thursday night football games that were in there. Sure. Um, and my whole thing is that should have been the focus. Yeah. But Not, rather than reporting on that, they reported on this like little feud these two guys yeah. going on, which, to be honest with you, is probably just going to add more viewership next year. Yeah. So. If I'm in the women's game and I'm either one of those girls, I'm just like, you know what? You're welcome. And the thing is, with the women's <laughs> and the, the, the thing is, there's no one and done in, I mean, there might be with the WNBA, but what's the, no. what's the bigger, what's the bigger stage for these girls playing? Is it the WNBA or, or the, the college game? I think the college, I mean, well, money wise, it, it was overseas in Russia. Yeah. Cause they got paid more over there or Turkey or wherever. Some oppressive country where they could go and get paid yeah. to, to play some basketball, yeah. um, but no, for viewership wise, for them, it's probably the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, I got to imagine. So those girls aren't doing one and done. They're going to be there for their four or five years of eligibility. They're not going to leave, like leave to go make a hundred grand a year. The WNBA, like, no, they're not doing that. I knew if they're making that much. Yeah, who knows what they're... I, I, know, mean, I think some of the bigger stars the are. The top ends are making a yeah. cut, like a million or two, but... Yeah. But it's nowhere near what a what a dude in the NBA makes. No. Even I, a, well, the, the last bench player. That that league, the WNBA has been around 25 years. It does not make a profit. Yeah. In fact, if you took out the NBA's subsidy to it, they wouldn't be able to make yeah. payroll. Like the, the the women wouldn't make anything, yeah. Um, which I, I think is unfortunate, but the one thing I think the WNBA did was I think they expanded too fast. Mm-hmm. They don't have the talent pool to fill all the teams, yeah. so you get some pretty bad play. Mm-hmm. If you were to shrink the player pool with by shrinking the number of teams, if you got the better play, I think it would help. Large enlarging the base of players you could pull from, mm-hmm. rather than women like some girls are seeing like oh, this is garbage. Yeah, like this ain't like you got like just turnovers left and right. Mm-hmm. Because some of the players, it's kind of like Major League Baseball, right? People are like, oh, you should go to th- what thirty four teams. Yeah, but there's not talent for thirty four teams. Well, the NHL made the same mistake when they expanded several years ago when they brought in like. Nashville, Columbus, Atlanta Thrash. They had all these new teams come in. It was like, you don't have 32 number one goalies. Yeah. Like, legit NHL number one. Like, you don't have it. And the talent was really washed out. It's recovered somewhat, but um, they really kind of, they did the same thing. Um, Yeah, maybe had NBA stayed in, like, your big core markets. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, D.C. Maybe make it a 16-team league. Yeah. And then grow it naturally, organically, rather than say, like, oh, hey, we're going to grow it. Um, Bill uh, Bill Burr yeah. did a great joke. He's like, oh, like yeah. you guys are yelling at us for not watching the NBA. You, to the women, like, you watch the WNBA. <laughs> right. right. I got- <laughs> if it was just as good, it would be. The NBA. <laughs> I got to take out the trash, protect you from a home invader, and watch women's basketball? <laughs> that latest special, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was good. But, like, it's true. Like, I mean, you know, if it was good, 
and I'm not a basketball guy, so I, and I, like, I'm not taking any away from those girls. They're freaking, I'm sure they would destroy me in a game of horse or anything. I wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> not happening. I would just sit down, like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. What a, they, they would literally just shoot threes yeah. over my head. Yeah. I can't jump. Right. Wait, you, I can't shoot threes. No. I can't jump. I can't shoot threes. I can't defend. You can just walk by me. You got me. I got it. You, you're solid. I got it. All right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't even mind watching women's basketball. I, I think it's I, – I can't stand watching the NBA. I, I think I'd rather watch women's college basketball than the NBA. I would by far. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the women's game is a more – some people, like, would say it's a more pure form of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, you know, they're not dunking and doing all this, you know. Um, I feel like the, so look, I, I, if I watch an NBA game, I don't feel like there's any passion there. No, so NBA is They're running through the motions. It's such a, well, first of all, then you've got players who just, like, they just go and, you know, like, you'll see these players, like, they'll, they're going to make the playoffs. They just stopped playing the last three, four weeks of the season. Yeah, they, so... They just redid their uh, collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. So now the rule is if you don't play in 65 games, you're not eligible for end-of-year awards. So you, okay. you wouldn't be eligible for MB, league MVP, mm-hmm. all defensive, nothing. Yeah. And a lot of these guys have riders in their contracts that give them extra money for making those teams. So that should help. Yeah. But some of the bigger guns, like, I mean, if I'm a LeBron James, I don't care about 65 games. Yeah. What do I care if I'm a... What do I care if I'm the league MVP league, at this point? Yeah. And the thing is, like, NBA fans are so fickle. Yeah. You'll have people that are, and if they refer to him by his first name, like he's Jesus. <laughs> like, everyone knows who, if I say Jesus is, I say Jesus, like, you know I'm referring to Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Like, you know who I'm talking about. But they just say LeBron. Like, he's, they equate at the same level. And then they're just straight up. Uh, LeBron fans, and no matter what team, you can see, like, there'll be Cleveland Cavaliers fans, and then there were Miami Heat fans, and then there were Cleveland Cavaliers fans again, and now they're Laker fans, because they're fans of LeBron James. They're fans of a player. And it's weird how the, the NBA players, like, because there's no salary cap in the NBA. So, it's almost like you just have all-star teams. Like, LeBron goes to play for the Lakers and brings all his players in. They do have a luxury tax. Yeah, it's so just it's like, that some of these teams pay it. Yeah. And they don't care. Yeah. The the problem, I, I think, but like, I, I, I do think a big problem is the sitting out with the NBA. Yeah. And, and recently, they actually had a couple of younger stars that came out and said, it was basically the Kobe Bryant line. Kobe Bryant said, and I don't remember when, when or where he said this, but he said, what if someone is coming to one game a year? And I don't play. Yeah. And they could only, or it's something like they can only afford to come to one game a year and I don't play. Mm-hmm. And I let that kid down because yeah. I didn't play. And that was a real famous quote whenever he said it. But this year, two or three other players have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So some of these players get it. Yeah. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo said it. He's mm-hmm. the guy from the Bucks. Which I think that dude, I mean, don't worry, he's winning up there with the Bucks. If he was in New York, it would be a 
major boom to the league mm-hmm. to get him in a major market. Yeah. But he's in Milwaukee. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, he does get on national television. This I, I, I get that. But if he was in New York, it'd be a different story. Oh, yeah. New but York, the, Chicago, Los Angeles, one of the... Yeah. But I think there was, like, a, another kid from Memphis from playing with the Grizzlies said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, if no one knew your name and that quote came out, guess what? That kid just got a million fans right off the jump. Yeah. Because a lot of... Look, call it cultural call what you will. There are a lot of people who see these stars take nights off, and it just bothers them. Yeah. But they see a young kid like that, and they'll watch him just because he said that. Well, I just have a new favorite basketball player. So it's ja- that guy. Gian- Giannis? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, was another, there were a couple other kids, too, but this next generation that's coming through, you know, it, you had LeBron, the Dwayne Wade's, the Camarillo's. They... They, I don't think they they got it. Yeah. Whereas the the Kobe's, the Michaels, the you know. because Michael Jordan never sat out games. No. Patrick Ewing, none of those dudes did, unless they were injured. Right. They did not sit out. And then when you see the injury, like, so there's a watching LeBron James get carried off the court because he had cramps. Right. That same year, the Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup, and J.C. Bergeron was our captain, played the like the last half of the playoffs yep. with a broken leg. Right. So like here's this NHL guy playing with a broken leg and you're getting carried off because you have you, you got a cramp. Right. Oh I'm sorry. Like he, he, he that dude's gotta be the most divisive sports figure in a long well, time. I, I was watching highlights he, he's throwing a tantrum. Yeah. He's gonna get a call. It was a couple of years ago the Lakers were getting eliminated from the playoffs. There's something like 50 seconds left in the game. LeBron's on the court. He just walks off the court into the locker room. Just leaves. Like, who, who the hell? But people still throw money at him. Because and... people love You're right. I mean, there are people that love him no matter what. Yeah. And there's going to be people that hate him no matter what. Yeah. It just... It is what it is at this point. I mean... How do we get here? <laughs> I don't know. We're we're one hour eighteen minutes in. Wow! Yeah, we, we got here quick. This is the the, <laughs> the people getting the extra the extra minute episodes yeah. in this, the, <laughs> getting an extra twenty minutes out of us. Somehow ended up with LeBron. That'd be a whole other deep state LeBron. Deep state LeBron. Imagine LeBron's part of the deep state. Probably is. It probably, probably. <laughs> but all right, we'll leave this where we are. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Follow us wherever we are. Uh, thank you to Cheers and Spirits and Arnold and the Arnold Station Plaza. Uh, we appreciate you sponsoring the show. We'll see you guys next time.